Merson has scored. Arsenal legend Paul Merson, John O'Shea, and Wes Brown are coming to Dublin. It's an exclusive off-air event. So if you want to be there, get onto offtheball.com forward slash events. Just eat the official food delivery partner of the UEFA Champions League. Football on Off the Ball. With Sky. All the football you love in one place. Across Sky Sports, BT Sport, and Premier Sports. Well, we're still drawing breath after one of the games of the season. Liverpool have beaten Tottenham by four goals to three. Keith Tracy was alongside me on co-commentary and uh, I think we're just trying to catch our breath after that remarkable finale where Spurs who uh, will we'll, we'll hold our hands up I think like everybody else we absolutely hammered them for the first half an hour of that game a shambles a disgrace uh, you know where is this club going and show huge amounts of character to come back and Richarlison gets his goal finally against Liverpool 3-3 and then the most Spurs thing imaginable, Lucas Moore plays the ball straight to Diogo Jota. Uh, if ever a game actually summed up where these two clubs are right now, that was probably it. Yeah, it's an incredible game, Nathan. It really was. It's hard to, to get over, to to get down and dirty with the analytics of this because it's it basically the two, the two attacking teams, brilliant Salah, Gakpo, Luis Diaz. Luis Diaz, after being out for nearly seven months, deserves a big, big mention. I know he didn't play the 90 minutes but he looks sharp and it, it's very hard to be sharp when you've been out for that amount of time I know he would have been playing games in the background for the reserves and the development squad but he came in today big big game and played really really well Harvey Elliott I thought Curtis Jones were good I thought they could maybe be bullied a little bit in the middle with Skip and Hoiberg but look Liverpool were outstanding in, in the first 20-25 minutes but again if you're, if you're a sports fan you're Ryan Mason you're thinking everything in that dressing room would have been geared to having a quick start restricting Liverpool Pool, making the cop quiet, quiet in the crowd, and just killing the game. And within 15 minutes, you find yourself three 0 down. It just really is unacceptable. Yeah, we probably need to break the game down into those different parts. Then, so that first probably half an hour uh, where Liverpool got the goals in the first 15 minutes, and then we're still very much on top for the next 15 minutes. Spurs having been five 0 down after 20 minutes. Like you've been in dressing rooms, you, you've had managers probably say that thing of we, we just keep no matter what happens, we keep this tight for the first 15 minutes. How did that not happen with Spurs today? It looked a little bit all over the place in terms of the press. Sometimes Harry Kane and, and young men song killed as if he would go and press. But as soon as Liverpool beat the initial press, the, the rest of the Spurs players just all dropped off. So there was a big lull, the big gap into the middle of the pitch. Sometimes Hoiberg and Skip didn't, they weren't quite on the same wavelength. Sometimes somebody would go, one would stay. And Eric Dyer was making all sorts of bad decisions with Gakpo. Gakpo was floating into the midfield and Dyer was coming with him. They were getting it into Gakpo's feet. He was playing it around the corner. And all of a sudden, there's a big gap between uh, Christian and Romero and the other centre half so they were, Liverpool's movement was outstanding Spurs couldn't get the grips of it whatsoever but Harry Kane you knew at some point Harry Kane would get a chance and he generally takes it Spurs then break down the left uh, the left wing Perisic picks Kane out Kane hits the back of the net and you're thinking ok but I still expect Liverpool to grab this by the scruff of the neck and Spurs showed a, a lot of grit a lot of determination but you can't go and concede four goals away to Liverpool you score three goals in Anfield you should win the game you have to win the game and there's some basics that are really really poor from Spurs but some of the stuff the, the harder stuff the tactical stuff they're just blown out of the water but the basics of it is really really poor so Liverpool in that first fifteen minutes at home, they've won their last three games. Like they're at it. You mentioned the fact that he picked both Jones and Elias. Generally, it's been two experienced midfielders and one of the kids. Whether it was by Setic earlier in the season, Elliot had a run, dropped out after the City defeat. Now Jones has been getting a run. Uh, the 
interaction between those two and then the three attackers in that first 15 minutes like that's that's I guess the positive for Liverpool is that up top like Gakpo mm. uh, Luis Diaz come back first start in seven months Salah always a threat uh, they've got Firmino not even in the squad Nunez uh, to come off the bench uh, Diogo Jota comes off the bench like that's that's the positive out of this for Liverpool which we know they've no problems there whatsoever no they, like we said up the top of the pitch Liverpool are still Liverpool especially at home I think they've only been beaten once in the last 39 Premier League games so Liverpool are still very very good at home away from home they've been a little bit flaky but the movement that Gakpo when Gakpo drops into the midfield sort of like what Kane does for, for Spurs when he drops into that midfield when you've got the likes of Curtis Jones and Harvey Elliott who have the legs to go and get beyond him it's such a big threat because the centre half can see the body's running beyond them and he doesn't know whether to stick or twist go or stay and like I said Eric Dyer was making all the wrong decisions in the first half in the second half he seemed to get a bit bit better Gakpo wasn't quite up to it but there were so many key battles in this game that Spurs weren't coming out on top of and you think of Perisic against Alexander-Arnold Pedro Porro against uh, Andy Robertson and Harvey Elliott Fabinho Curtis Jones against Hoiberg and Skip Liverpool were better all over the park but like you say Spurs just, just sort of stuck around and it. Kane got, got his goal and I felt Liverpool come off it a bit. I don't think Spurs went and really wrestled the game back. I thought Liverpool, I don't want to be disrespectful and say they gave them the game back, but Spurs did a bit. Liverpool weren't great. And yeah, look, Spurs, it's unacceptable, really. It is. I know we can say, listen, they've only been beaten 4 3, but to give yourself a mountain to climb like that after 15 minutes of football, especially what happened in St. James's Park a week ago, it really is unacceptable. But it, it looks, I said it in, in the commentary, they look like a team with no fear. They're mm. not afraid of what's going to hit them in the dressing room. Liverpool, if you look at the three games that they have won coming into this, like it, they always give the opposition a chance. Like West Ham felt they were robbed on Wednesday night. The Forest game, every time Liverpool went in front, they allowed Forest back in. The fact that Spurs were able to find a way back into the game, was that is that an attitude thing from Liverpool? Or is it, again, reinforcing that in midfield, the protection isn't there? Because like that, those Tottenham attacks in that end of that first half one of which resulted in the goal some was just slightly offside for the one that hit the post but you know Alisson makes a brilliant save from Kulazewski we've seen Spurs create those opportunities against Liverpool for years at this stage where they drag you out of position you get caught in behind how big a worry for Klopp is it that these mistakes are happening still week in week out it, it is it's a, it's a big big worry and at certain times when, when you're fo- I've played in games and you know if you pass the ball sideways or you pass the ball backwards you can't lose it especially not if Trent Alexander-Arnold is going to be in the middle of the pitch or he's going to be up the pitch Andy Robertson is usually the same so you're quite exposed if you lose that ball so the passing in the midfield has to be a lot sharper a lot crisper and it has to get to its target sometimes Liverpool's decision making it, it's inviting sports to come on to them and look like we said the, the game management it seems to be a thing of the past Liverpool go 3-0 up and you're thinking right we go in 3-0 up sports go and hit them and make a 3-1 fo- uh, and again it, it's just t- uh, game management when I, when I seen James Milner coming on I thought this this guy knows what he's going to do but he's the just, one who gives away the free kick at he's the, the one who gives away the free kick it's just wide open and the one thing that, that really the alarm bells that go off in my head with Liverpool is when they're brilliant when they have the ball but they need somebody in there and Fabinho's usually that one who's thinking what happens if this breaks down where do I need to be if this breaks down now and there's nobody that's thinking that at the minute for Liverpool I know Fabinho is generally like that but today he just seemed to be thinking about the attacking side of it and defensively all sorts of holes getting exposed and the same with Spurs okay when they have it but when they lose it all over the place uh, defensively and do you look at Liverpool then in that performance today and go that's fixable by signing 
midfielders by signing energetic midfielders a midfielder who can do what Jordan Henderson could do two or three years ago but can't do on a consistent basis that Vinaldum could do or is there a a greater issue around the club that that maybe people have struggled to identify no I I, I don't think Liverpool are far off I think uh, the the rock and roll football of the last couple of years under under Klopp has come to get them and they are a little bit leggy I don't think you you can shy away from that I think that is a fact but I think look Harvey Elliott I like him Curtis Jones I like him but if you were to bring them in and get two established midfielders in the Premier League who know what they're doing and have all the goil that you would want I think Liverpool aren't far off it may be some Liverpool fans would say they'd like somebody else instead of Kanate I don't think Kanate is a problem for me Alexander-Arnold will always be highlighted in a defensive in a defensive mindset if you can get at him if you can stand him up you can go past him easy enough But Robertson was the one today who was way off it yeah and it wasn't even in 1v1 defending he wasn't great it was just his decision making he's passing like you see the ball comes into him and he's trying to pass it backwards and he's losing it he's under hitting passing backwards passes which again these are the basics of football you know you can't do stuff like that but look it was great to watch but as a coach as a manager as an ex-player you're pulling your hair at watching that game but very very exciting great to watch but the basics of the game just weren't done properly there from either side If you're Harry Kane then and not just Harry Kane Youngman's son as well and you're one of the most talented footballers in the world probably going to be one of the most sought after footballers in the world like tearing your hair out is exactly the way to describe it when you're saying like Harry Kane has 25 goals this season in a side that's totally misfiring. Heung-Min Son had a dip, but you know scored again today. I think it's now four and five for him. We saw what he could do last season. Like, it, should they be going to Daniel Levy and saying, like, you know, we are delivering. It's back here. You need to sort this out. Yeah, I th- I think so. I think that's exactly it. You know, you look at some of the some of the defenders. Ben Davis, I, I like him. He's had a great career, but maybe his best days are behind him. Eric Dyer, I'm not so sure. He's somebody who can who can go and get you into Champions League football. Christian Romero again. Look at Argentina. He's a different player when he plays for Argentina. He doesn't make the mistakes he makes. He's a bit the ball he plays through for the goal, the sports goal. It's an excellent goal, but it sort of summed him up today, didn't it? Because yeah. you have that ball where he's taken up a position in the centre midfield, uh, has that quality. But then the absolute rashness and just stupidity for the tackle and Gakpo. Yeah, and again, it screamed that he didn't know his players because you sort of knew Gakpo was going to chop it because it wasn't really there to be hit on the right foot. He would have been stretching and look, hindsight's a great thing. But when you see a player stretching, sometimes you think, I let him take that shot on rather than bring him inside. And when Gakpo comes inside, Romero just absolutely sells himself, went all in for the tackle. And yeah, that, that's the Christian Romero I know when he plays for sports. Very, very dodgy, can give away things. But again, comes out with a brilliant assistant. Look at you want your defenders to defend if you can do that that's great but the number one part of call has to be able to defend Eric Dyer can't defend properly neither can Christian Romero and I think Lendley I know he didn't play today but another one whose legs and his best days are probably behind him Pedro Porro good footballer but is he a, a good 1v1 defender I think like when you go back to Matt Doherty it's like we're repeating ourselves in the same positions they need to sort out defensively and look Oliver Skip for Ben Tancourt I think is a bit of a downgrade Basuma will come back in from his injury as well so there's a lot of pluses for Spurs but defensively if they could get one or two defenders who want to defend and enjoy defending let the front lads go and win the game for you but defensively nowhere near what they should be it looked like it was all going to kick off on the sideline at the end. Uh, I think Jurgen Klopp went over and had a bit of a push at one of the uh, Spurs backroom staff. Maybe it was even Ryan Mason when uh, Diogo Jota scored the goal and maybe pulled his own hamstring. Uh, so won't be doing it again, Jurgen Klopp. Uh, the fury was mainly on the Spurs side because it was Diogo Jota who scored that goal. And should he have been sent off for the high challenge on Oliver Skip? What were your thoughts on it? 
Uh, I have a little bit of sympathy for, for the referee because when I seen it in real time you sort of assume that Oliver Skip bends his head down and Jota's leg didn't come up too high when it when they slow it down in the replay Skip doesn't bend down whatsoever he's probably upright going to head the ball and, and Jota brings his foot up probably 5 foot 10 6 foot high so you're doing that with your stud shown and you make contact with somebody's face I don't care how close you are to the ball that's reckless and you're endangering somebody and Skip had to come off with a gash to his forehead so for me if Jota had got a red card I don't think he'd have too many complaints and obviously it rubs a bit of salt into the wound that Jota goes and gets the goal but again if you're in there and you're analysing it what is Lucas Moura doing Jota should never have got that chance so you can give out about the red card and say he shouldn't be on the pitch but he should never have got that ball Lucas Moura with a minute to go you've just equalised take a touch put it into the channel and get Liverpool 70 yards away from your goal he doesn't sloppy pass and they pay the price yeah a very very Spurs moment <laughs> yeah Spursy Spursy moment <laughs> yeah, uh, there was a lot in that game. I can I barely remember half the things that happened. At all. The final uh, ten minutes were were uh, so crazy. Uh, the maybe the bigger results actually came beforehand with the wins for Newcastle and Manchester United, uh, which means either of those would need a real collapse. You know, losing three of their last five games, and Liverpool still need to win every game. And maybe it is a favourable fixture list, but uh, they're also giving up so many chances. Uh, and maybe Liverpool fans, I'm sure, will be hoping that the Jota goal is like the Allison goal of the last time they yeah. found themselves in this position but this time it's very much out of their own hands do you see either Newcastle or Manchester United dropping enough points to give Liverpool an opportunity? Uh, I don't know I know Liverpool's fixture list is quite good but even if they went and got 18 points you're still asking Newcastle and you're still asking Manchester United to go and lose a couple of games and not pick up points and Look, I think Newcastle have been brilliant. I think they've been excellent. I think they actually deserve it. You know, uh, they're punching above their weight and they're probably an underdog. I know they spent a lot of money, but they're an underdog in this Champions League race. So I love to see an underdog do it. I think a lot of people, a lot of neutrals do like to see an underdog do it. But as far as Liverpool catching them, I don't think so. Liverpool are fifth now and I think that's where they'll finish at the end of the season. All right, great stuff, Keith. Cheers, Nathan. Football on Off The Ball With Sky All the football you love in one place Across Sky Sports, BT Sport and Premier Sports